This episode of Our Brains Hurt is brought to you by Snub Coffee. If you like punk rock and great coffee, head over to punkrockjoe.com and get yourself caffeinated. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to another episode of Our Brains Hurt with Ron and Matt. Thanks for hanging out. All right, so we have um, two very special guests for this Halloween edition of Our Brains Hurt. Straight from Camp Crystal Lake, New Jersey, Jason V and Jason 3D. Welcome to the show, guys. Yo, what's going on, man? Yeah, yeah, you know, we do what we do, we can what we can, and we am what we am. The only reason we came on this show tonight was because uh, we thought your uh, title was a Ben Weasel reference. Now, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Is that true, yes or no? 100% true. Very Boom. Yes. Yeah. Boom. They, they got the condoms on and they're ready to fuck. That's, That's right. right. That's right. We're not clever enough to come up with something like that on our own. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not clever enough to come up with songs on our own, so we stole from Ben Weasel, too. So we get it. We get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when, me, when Matt and I first met, we talked about Screeching Weasel. And so when we put this podcast together, we're like, ah, fuck it. Our brains hurt. Yeah. Well, now, Matt, you've got a weasel tattoo, right? I Is do. I do. Yeah. I, I believe uh, there's a secret song somewhere that says something about that. I think there's a lyric or two, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's possible. Who knows? Maybe Ben Weasel wrote a whole record about you. I mean, he put your logo on the cover. <laughs> yeah. Even though, whatever. <laughs> you know? would, would you smoke a cigar if Ben Weasel was like, yo, V, let's smoke a cigar? I'd say no, Ben Weasel. I'm straight edge. But if you want to, you can suck my dick or I'll suck yours. One or the other. <laughs> why, why didn't you just offer to get candy cigarettes? Why did you revert to fucking dick sucking? You know what? If I'm gonna put something in my mouth that resembles a dick, I'm just gonna have it be a dick. You've never eaten a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to beat around the bush. Yeah, no, I cut my hot dogs up so people know that I don't suck dicks. What about popsicles? I I don't eat those. I would suck a dick instead of eating. What one about of those. a cucumber? That's too big. You could take a whole eggplant. I would. I could. I could fry. That's what impressive. are we talking about? What is this? My dick hurts. It's you my were, brain. <laughs> you were sucking that dude's dick. Well, not now. It doesn't hurt. Hey, so uh, so what's uh, Camp Crystal Lake like these days? You know, we moved out. We migrated, man. Uh, we moved from a place that was an actual camp, like a single camp in the middle of Jersey, to a state that looks like a camp everywhere. So we don't live in nice. uh, Jersey anymore, man. We, we migrated out. Yeah, this entire place is like Adam's family, too. Yeah, what, what, <laughs> well, I don't know what that means. When, when Wednesday goes to the fucking camp. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I got you, I got you. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, what you probably wanted something you wanted me to say like yeah it's like sleepaway camp didn't you you wanted something more like that didn't i you? thought we already covered putting a dick in your mouth jesus man i don't need to go back to sleepaway camp <laughs> how does how does like wearing a mask for you guys work do you have to like put a mask on over your mask or like or since or do you just say fuck it because like you got a mask or i mean we don't go to town or nothing man we just sit around the cabin yeah. and we uh we grub hub everything the only time we go to town is when your mom's here we go to town oh, on her. Oh. Boom. the problem is is every time matt alive's mom's in town there's always a shortage of two by fours afterwards <laughs> <laughs> it's an old man joke and i like <laughs> she has been known to uh you know <laughs> saw off a couple two by fours that's true. <laughs> no, it's not. You know what? Uh, unfortunately, because of the scenario, like 
we've not had to go out in uh, Jason's regalia and uh, and do anything other than one single show. Now, when we did our last show, a couple of those guys did wear masks. I just stayed away from people. So <laughs> I, you know, and 3D. I think he was out there in a gas mask half the time. What were you doing, 3D? I have no response to that. Right, right. That's not, you know, that's... Uh, did I... Where, what, what happened? Where did you even... I don't even know. Who did you see in a gas mask? I was talking about not the show we played. The night that you got with Matt's mom because her pussy smells so oh, bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you were talking about the show and you you didn't really have a good transition there. No, man. look, look, I'm sorry. I miss like, our rivalry, Matt. I miss our fucking rivalry. So I just got to bust your nuts. I, a little bit. He's going to bust his nuts on your face. I know. My God. Here we go. <laughs> so what about you guys? Like, uh, are you, you know, I, I'm sure people don't care to hear too much about the covid but are you guys masking up and uh are you guys anti-mask flat earther people i i don't care i'll hang out with anybody but yeah. just just wondering yeah i mean i mask up every time i go out i'm obese dude so if i get that shit i'm fucking <laughs> you can't I'm outrun it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know speaking of obesity and masks I, I do one thing that I feel like a lot of people don't do, and I wonder if it's appreciated or not. So you're supposed to wear your masks everywhere you go. Right, right yeah. You know, but, you know, as a fat dude, I hit the drive-thru a lot. Okay. Nobody ever puts their masks on whenever they give the people their food. Yeah, right. Or, they, or gives them your card. You know what? You do that? I do. Shit, man. I put my mask on. I give them my credit card. I get my food. I take it off and leave. That's it's pretty good, man. I'll tell you, I uh... – yeah, I mean, I honestly, I always wanted to live in a world where you just wore a mask 24-7. I'm honestly happy about it, really. So we can keep going as long as you guys want. Let's do it. I mean, yeah, you yeah. already do, don't you? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I, I try. I'm not comfortable being on screen right now, even yeah. though we're not broadcasting. But it. see, with the mandatory fabric masks, we don't have to wear the hockey masks everywhere we go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know. I mean... The first time, though, V just wore some granny panties on his head because he didn't know. I did the best I could, boys. I did the best I could. <laughs> it was really weird. We thought he was crying or something like that because there was like a yellow stain by the eye. Listen, oh. mom doesn't need her underwear. She was a fucking yeah. disembodied head. She doesn't need underwear anymore. I can use those. That's it. Yeah. It's yeah. true. It's true. It is true. When did you guys start a band and why punk rock? You want to go ahead with that one? Three yeah, days? yeah. I'll go fucking uh, do some things. Uh, so we started in September slash August of 2013. You know, it was, uh, you know, V conjured up all these songs and, you know, got a guitar and learned how to play the songs by the fire. And then, uh, you know, he hit up Jason X, which was our original drummer, and me. And, uh, you know, we went all we all went shoe shopping together. <laughs> yeah, we did. We got <laughs> some new shoes. <laughs> and uh, we was like, you know, if we're going to look... If we're going to look badass, we should, you know, not try to look badass and look awful for a few years until we develop our true look. And so that's the, you know, what we stuck to for a while. Yeah. But, uh, you know, punk rock, uh, you know, he, he's been in punk rock a lot longer than I have. You know, I found it later on in life, you know, because, uh, you know, everything I had in my cabin was, you know, top 40 hits and country music and like, you know, Kiss radio. Not, you had rock. so much kiss. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm saying later on, you know, then I found kiss and metal and all that stuff, and that's you know, kiss was a big part of my life. And then you know, I found the Ramones uh, with the help of this guy, and uh, 
we spawned that together and that's what we wanted to play so that's what we started playing yeah it's it's weird because uh like you know what the jasons are right now and what we've evolved into is like uh we at least we try very much like the mccrackens before us to be like a blend of kiss and the ramones and uh i was a kiss fan when i was younger from way back and you know i kind of fell off a little bit um then i met this dude and i was like yo man here's some ramon cds and he's like yeah but don't forget about kiss and it kind of revitalized it for me so uh it was that uh yin and yang combination jason 3d jason v that created the uh kiss you know sort of aesthetic with the ramones aesthetic well and then to further that even more when uh when hollywood new hollywood came into the picture he was a old kiss fan that kind of Lost hope in the band there for a bit. Yeah. And then he started hanging out with us, and that's all we talked about. And then he found his love for the band again. And then we kind of forced the new Jason Hell to listen to Yeah, him. we're like, you're a Kiss fan now too, Hell, which is your favorite? He's like, well, well I don't know. We're like, well, you like Asylum. There you go. <laughs> there you go, yeah. His favorite song is Beth too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's on Destroy and not Asylum. Oh, well, shit. I, well, I know, but you know, his favorite album is Asylum, but his favorite this song is This dude almost really lost his right. shit. Watch out, 3D gonna, gets real bad about I was flip the laptop, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to say I love the guitars, uh, the Kramer guitars and the Moss Rongs. Uh, oh man, we're, we're done with Moss Wrong, man. Once oh, really? we uh, once we got the Kramer sponsorship, I got rid of every other guitar that I had because he's not joking either. He literally got rid of every other fucking guitar he had. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, you know, like it, it's kind of like as we were like, you know, because the Moss Wrong, well, it was a custom guitar that yeah. I had made, and I had other customs made, and it was like. I, you know, the Kramer was like this, this company that we love. We love the image and the aesthetic. And then they were like, yo, you can be part of the Kramer family officially. And it was like, I kind of felt like, like motherfuckers now I'll die for you guys. Cause you, you got behind our band. And, uh, so I don't want to have another fucking guitar in the house. I'll fucking die guitarless on, before I'll not have a Kramer in my house. So I gotta you know, say, man, I'm a little jealous that you got a sponsorship from Kramer. Dude, we we uh, pestered them until they hooked us up. They, that's how it works. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. Fucking uh, care packages and artwork, and we fucking we pretty much told them that they was gonna sponsor us, and they was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you threaten somebody with a machete, you know, they're gonna. Yeah, well, you know, like it. the the pitch for us, like we wrote, we sent them like a whole thing, like this is what it would look like if the Jasons were sponsored by Kramer in the eighties. But I said like. We don't even need your fucking new guitars. I was like, I have four Kramers. 3D has three Kramers. Hollywood has two Kramers. Like, we just, we don't even care. We just want to be acknowledged as a part of the family. And if we can get guitars, uh, you know, when the new shit comes out, that's fine. And, uh, you know, I actually, 3D, I didn't even tell you this. I was talking to uh, the guy there, I get, Al John, his name's Al John. And uh, COVID is really fucking Kramer up right now with trying to get the guitar shipped out. And uh, so most people who are looking for Kramers don't have them, including us. Like, we really wanted some new Kramers for the uh, for the video we're shooting. But COVID's kind of fucked up the stock. It's uh, very, very mm-hmm. tough to find a Kramer now. But we're still real grateful to be part of it because, I mean, it's I don't Kramer. know. Yeah, bands at our level don't usually get shit like that. So we appreciated it, you know. Yeah, totally. Has has the pandemic uh, fucked things up for you in 2020? As far as plans? Yeah. What were you guys planning on doing? <laughs> yeah, dude. I busted my fucking ass. ass. 
I busted my ass for busted my ass for six months to book a fucking tour, man. Fucking email after email, goddamn saying what's up, making fake <laughs> friends just so they book my fucking band. <laughs> and then like, you know, because like you spend all that time and you're like, hey, buddy, nice cool jacket. You want to book my band on a Wednesday in your fucking town? And we need $500, yeah, we please. Want, we want all the money. Like, you got to suck these dudes' dicks to get anywhere anymore. And then COVID comes and goes, nah. Yeah. And, like, so fucking all that time wasted. You know, all these people that think I'm their friend now always hitting me up saying, hey, buddy. And I'm like, I'm not your buddy. And then so, like, now I got to ignore people and people think I'm a douchebag. You are a douchebag. I mean. Yeah, but I'm working on artwork now. and That's, that's cool. True. Yeah, that's what we did was like. And let me say, when it comes to booking, I did hard work, too. I get a, I would get a message and I would say, I don't know nothing. <laughs> message 3D. That's hard work. Yo, you want to talk about hard work? Let's talk about this past show we did. This, <laughs> yo, this was a real argument. Not even kidding. It yeah. was funny as shit. So we, we booked this show this past weekend. We've played our first show since march yeah that's awesome by the way and like the whole like two weeks leading up to this thing we're like yo v where is it yo v what time is it yo v is there any other bands on it he would just straight up not answer or he would just say i don't know and then we're on our way to the show the day of and uh and i made the joke i was like you know whenever i book a show I tell you guys who's playing, where it's at, what time, what venue, uh, what time the bar owner's wife is going into labor and everything. And like you couldn't even tell us where it was at in your own town. And he was like, well, I didn't book this show. And like, yeah, you did. He was like, no, I did. And I'm like, dude, you talked to the promoter. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, you agreed to play the show. He was like, yeah, but I didn't book the show. And I'm like, yes, you did. Yeah, I was in booking denial. It turned out I did book the show. One hundred percent book the show. And the funny thing was, when they would be like, "Hey, when's the show?" I wouldn't answer because I was like, well, "You think I, I was talking to myself?" I was like, "Well, obviously they're not asking me. I didn't book it. I did book it though." But uh, yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, uh, I, I that is not my strong suit. I don't even. I do it on my calendar. I had. We had did four interviews this week on podcast, and I had the whole four days blocked off, and I had no idea what people we were talking to other than I we have the connection to you guys. But, like, I was like, I don't know these people. I had to go back and search. Yeah. <laughs> I'm See, just that this guy. is why I kept yeah. communicating with you. Yeah, that's what we need. I mean, Yo, that's a true story. You really do. Like, <laughs> there, there's this poor guy that we – this real nice kid – He's, he asked us to answer questions for him three months ago. We're doing that tonight. And no, we can't do it because hell's going to get pissed off if we do it without Well, him. this poor kid. All right. Go <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, you know, I kept trying, kept trying, kept trying. And then, like, it just never happened. And, like, I just keep telling the kid. I'm like, look, man, just keep on us. I'm not ignoring you. We're not fucking pushing you off. We're just dumbasses. Yeah. And, like, there's, dude, there's, it happens a lot. Like, I used to be pretty good at it, like, keeping up with everything. But... At some point, you know, you're talking to so many people, and I know that that sounds like rock starry or whatever the fuck. No, but like you, whenever he just handles you, you all sort, our business, yeah, you sort through so many messages and all that stuff. Like you lose track, especially like modern modern day where you got to be on like four different social media platforms. It's like where did they message me? Who was it? What yeah. did they want? How do I get it to them? What product? Well, blah, 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 blah. yeah, yeah, yeah. British Malls. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I run I run a, a punk rock record label out in Maryland called Snubbed Records and Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll get messages and I'll be like like two days later I'll remember. I'm like, fuck, somebody sent me a message. And then I'll have to go through was that Facebook, was it Instagram? Was it like sometimes I just don't find it, you know, I yeah. feel bad, but like yep. Oh dude, there's been so many times like uh I would just go through our Facebook page, you know, trying to book a show or like looking for someone who represents a city or town or something like that. And I I found so many messages that apparently I read or like even replied to but never went back on cuz I'd never remembered it. Like yeah. and that that stretches back like years. <laughs> like some like uh, I was trying to book Boston, I think it was. And like some kid hit us up in like 20 20- 15 or some shit like that to play Boston. And I was like, oh, can't right now, but I'll hit you up in the summer. Never did. You should message him now and be like, hey, for 2022, let's book it. You could have it ready. Yeah. Like seven years in the making. Or but you know what? You know how people are today? People are the same as us. They don't know. Either. So a year and three months go by and we'd be like, all right, time to tour. And that guy'd be like, who are you? Yep. Same. Yeah. We understand that though. <laughs> yeah. But we have been busy. Uh, just not like we got fucked on the tour, but we just kicked it into record making, you know, music making. So that's what we did once everything fell through. Yeah. You guys have two splits coming out. One, one with the queers, one with the black Russians, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're real excited about those, man. Uh, both dropping in November, probably. Yeah. I if bought a copy of the queers splits. One. You got the queers one? Yeah, I, man. I, I, I bought my own copy too, even though we're getting copies because I just wanted to go through the ritual of buying it. Oh yeah. 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 I had to own that one. I had to. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to buy the Queers one, but I never did, so I'll just settle with the test pressing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got those two. Well, yeah. I, I ordered extra, so I'll give you one. <laughs> right. Boom. There we go. So what you I guys thinking, recorded with Joe. How was that? That's we, where he lives? Yeah, we went to Atlanta, and it was like... Real uh, nice part of town. Real not, nice part of nice town. Nice area, and what we saw was the proof of why Joe Queer has been around so long. Because that dude was just recording us for this little split, and he sat at the console nonstop all day, didn't eat, drank coffee, worked till he was – I mean, dude, all fucking day. That's all that dude did. He ate oatmeal once. Yeah, he's just uh, – <laughs> he's a fucking like – he enjoys being part of the creation of music, the production of music. He likes gear. Like he's, that, he's like another Kramer for us. Like we're grateful. We're ride or die with Kramer. We're also ride or die with Joe Queer because number one, he didn't have to do shit with us. The Queers didn't need it, but uh, he thought we were cool or whatever and was down to like, you know, yeah. do a split with us. He really pushed for that. Like yeah. that wasn't that that wasn't us hitting him up being like, hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do this. Like uh, we opened for him and I kind of talked to him. And then uh, they played Pittsburgh, and I went up to see him a couple times because he used to work crazy hours. So uh, I'd go up to Pittsburgh and see him play all the time. And, like, we'd, we'd just hang out after the show, talk for a little bit. And we'd email back and forth about shows and all that stuff. But, yeah, that was his idea to do a split and, uh, you know, keep in contact and all that. Uh, he, got us on, he got us on a Queers and Dickey show all the way out in Philadelphia, and that was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, we got to see the singer for the Dickies, Dick, in real life. We saw the oh, penis. Wow. Yeah, man. He just said, he said, have you ever seen Mr. Burns naked? And then he was changing his clothes right there. We were like, hey, there's his dick. <laughs> I look at Anybody who's famous, I'll look at their dick. Or well, yeah. whatever. I'll look at it. I'm a little disappointed that that show with uh, us and you guys and the queers didn't happen. 
Or that was one of the ones that got canceled, I guess. At least. Yeah, man. Uh, was that the was that a, one of the shows in June? That was a. I uh, believe so. Yeah. Uh, Ronan. Oh wait, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the end. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to do four shows leading up to that. Uh, uh, what was it, like a horror punk yeah. slasher fest two or something like that. Yeah, maybe? that's what I. That Ronan guy, he's pretty cool, man. Because like he's all about horror punk and all that stuff. But like you know, he he really understands how we view everything. You know, like how you know we we understand the horror gimmick and all that, but mm-hmm. the us, you know, we don't play horror punk. We play punk rock, and we just happen to have a horror gimmick. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Ronan really understands that, and so like he understands like not trying to limit you know their festivals to only horror punk, even though they are a horror yeah. punk promotion. So you know he's trying to incorporate you know bands like the Letterman's and like the queers and all that to kind of you know open the horizon a bit you know bring in some other people uh and plus it's just good for business well yeah and that's how that's how horror punk got in the shitty state that it's in now which was like everybody just wanted to book a band that sounded like graves era misfits over and over and over again and that's fine but at some point you just get sick of that so like well, yeah it led to the same five bands on every show yeah yeah yeah, yeah you can only listen to so much of it before you're you got to turn you know turn yeah. to something else george Strait. yeah there you go That's i guess one. not not yeah, for me sir <laughs> george Strait. <laughs> he really likes it too don't you 3D? i do man i'm all about that he likes it i know uh <laughs> I usually play like a song in the middle of the podcast and a song to close out the podcast. All right. But from you guys, like I've, you know, I've been listening to you guys for a while now and I, I'm probably going to do three songs just cause yeah. selfishly I want to hear three songs from you guys. Let's it's do it. Fucking podcast. We can do whatever we yeah. want. That's right. So fuck it. So, um, I want to play dead fuck. The video is fucking awesome. Uh, the song is awesome. So can you just talk a little bit about, um, what it's about and who wrote it and all that good stuff I'm called do the Jimmy. And then uh, I took that song. Yeah. In retrospect, Jimmy's like a condom. It is like it's your dick or or your condom, Jimmy <laughs> yeah. hat or your Jimmy. Um, so then I took that and I turned it into "Do the Dead Fuck," and this was like we're talking like four years in between, at least three, yeah. And uh, so then I was like, "Yo, let's change it to Dead Fuck," because then we can say "fuck." Mm. That's you know, and uh, <laughs> then it kind of globalizes like. Everybody can be the dead fuck. So that's how that song kind of took shape. He's a dead fuck, and he doesn't know how to talk to girls or how to make them mine. He's a dead fuck, he doesn't even have a clue. And if he ever got a girl, he would know what to do. But even PJ Betty likes to get our hearts sweating with the other poly boys and the bitches in the backseat. But Jimmy doesn't have a chance because he took her to the dance and started shaking round to the music and the beat.
show you a new dance. Yo, 3D, crank that shit up, man. We're gonna show them how it works. Yeah, no here problem. we go, here we go. Yo, Hollywood, don't forget that lead. I got this. One, two, fuck you. Do, 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 do the dance fun. It was not intended to be like the single from the record or anything, but 3D knew a guy who is a, like a good cinematographer. He does all the good camera work, and he was just like, yeah, man, I told him to come to our show, and we'll uh, shoot a dead fuck video. And it was like that spontaneous. It, nothing was planned. Nothing yeah, was staged. That, that's not much of an exaggeration either. It was literally like I was talking to this guy. He had done some uh, like a video for his own band or something like that. And uh, we had been talking about we needed something because he's a real big Chuck D fan. And Chuck D said that you need to have, what, three music videos for every album or something like that. And uh, so we was talking and uh, I was like, well, I know this guy. I already hit him up. He said that he would come record his live. And uh, originally uh, V does most of the editing, almost all of the editing on all of our uh, red-blooded American punk rock home videos and all that stuff. And so originally it was just supposed to be that dude filmed it and then V cut and edited it. But then uh, we just ended up becoming real good friends with the guy. Uh, he completely understood our vision. Yeah. And, like, we were able to bounce ideas off of each other. And uh, so, uh, you know, V stepped down and let him kind of have the ring with it way with it yeah but uh we when you meet somebody that like you can tell like i could we could tell this dude knew what he was doing and it was like all right we can we can this dude's all right you know like we can relinquish some control that's a hard thing to do too when you it is really hard yeah yeah Yeah. when you've had that to be your uh your role and you having to recognize like nah man like this dude needs to he's bet he's gonna do a better video you know so uh that's that's a big part of being in a band, really, is being like, uh, all right, you know, this is what we need, and uh, we'll do that. So, and it turned out, and the dude's doing our next video too. Yeah, yeah, he we're doing a music video coming up nice. for a split with the Black Russians. And uh, is that um, is that the dude that's in that uh, band from Pittsburgh, like Rocky Dennis yes. Space or whatever? Okay, yeah. so he was going to do the yeah. Savage Remains. Yep. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, but then COVID happened. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I talked to that guy. Yeah, he's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, cool kid. Marcus Crawford. Crawford, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But then but then instead we got a guy who won eleven Emmys to do our video. He won an Emmy? <laughs> Did he shoot Mad About You? He he won eleven of them, not just one Emmy. Eleven. Mad About You Emmys? Because that was a good show. Helen Hunt. <laughs> I would have sex with her. <laughs> that was a good show. Even now? Yeah. She looks like Odo from Deep Space Nine, but I still would. What about and push it forward? She <laughs> does kind of actually. Pass it forward. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. <laughs> I've never seen it. She's in it. I love. You know what the 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 goal in my life is to have sex with Helen Hunt and Laylee Sobieski because it's like having sex with Helen Hunt and Helen Hunt at the same time. Who's Laylee Sobieski? <laughs> she looks like Helen Hunt, but twenty years younger. 
Yeah, it's like different eras of Helen yeah. Hunt. I don't know who that is. She's hot. You would like her. She's she looks like Helen Hunt. You don't know what I like. You like Helen Hunt? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. You know, v, v always likes. We we play shows, and V and Hell will stand in the back, and they'll look for what girl they think I'm going to hit on, and they're always right. They're like, they look at the girl that looks like they, she has the most daddy issues, the most facial piercings, tattoos. No, if there's a girl that looks like she came out of Mad Max, that's who 3D's going after. Hold on a second, boys. Le- Helen Hunt and Le- Laylee Sobieski right next to each other. Oh, yeah. Yep. She, she yeah. Has, there you go. That Laylee Sobieski hasn't been in a movie in a while now. She, she was in a Stanley Kubrick film, She so she doesn't need to be anything else. She's like, fuck you guys. She was in a lot of those like high school rom-com things, right? I don't know, yeah. There was a, uh, Eyes Wide Shut, right? Yeah, she was in Eyes Wide Shut. That's um, a dumb name. It's a good movie, though. I like it. It, sh- it apparently should have been better, I get apparently. Man, I don't know. I, uh, I'm going to call my next movie Eyes closed open yeah you've never seen eyes wide shut have you never it's weird it. it's weird it's weird it's got an orgy in it i like orgies yeah mm-hmm. that's tom cruise yeah right tom yeah. cruise and, and uh, nicole kidman yeah you can't go wrong with yeah, stanley the, kubrick man you did tom cruise stand on a box during an orgy because he's so short oh come on now <laughs> there, there was some weird shit that went on with that movie because apparently uh kubrick turned in his final version of the movie to the movie studio uh and they watched it and then, like two days later, Stanley Kubrick turned up dead. And then, apparently, no one has ever seen the version of the movie that Kubrick turned into them. And the the studio took control of the movie and turned it into a vastly different movie than what he had given them. That's pretty fucking wild. I know they definitely pulled some bullshit because there was like full frontal in it, and they digitally added in extra people in capes in the orgy to cover it up, which is weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Uh, Are you a big fan of the moon landing? Stanley Kubrick's moon landing? Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah, that's a real good one. Yeah, ni- 1969. If I'm yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did some good work on that Yeah, his, his flag work was really good. It was real good. Man, you know who you can get going if you bring that up? Who? Timmy Gibson from, from Children, Children of October. October. <laughs> talk about the moon landing that'll set that boy off yeah he's got a moon landing yeah. fetish i think he likes space and shit oh okay yeah it's funny i always i'm not a conspiracy theorist but i always say there's two conspiracies that i could i can get behind a tiny bit and one of them is the moon landing and one of them is that hitler made it to south america yeah i've heard that like those two is that things, where argentina yeah. is yeah 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 yeah, yeah. argentina yeah Conspiracy theory, uh, what do I believe? Whatever Dave Mustaine believes, I'll believe that. So black yeah. black, black <laughs> caskets or something uh, out there in the uh, uh, FEMA. Well, I just follow whatever Dave Mustaine says. I'm sure he does his research. Yeah, he definitely has yeah. to, right? It's Dave Mustaine. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really know about conspiracies. I know Bigfoot is an interdimensional beast, though. Yeah, those are conspiracy going around that says we might be masked intruder. What do you think about that one? I think that's you spreading that. No, man, that's not me. <laughs> the, guy, the guy who I saw spreading that video had the very similar picture. Yo, pants. listen, while that video was being spread, I was out doing crimes, so you, I couldn't have done it. Were you tucking in your shirt? Yeah. Is that what you were doing? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> no, I was jacking off. <laughs> 
You don't want any. You don't want anybody to think that you were tucking in your shirt. <laughs> you were innocently tucking in your shirt, and someone was like, "Look at that dork tucking in your yeah. shirt." I'm like, I <laughs> swear, I was jacking it. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't let that rumor get around that I wear tucked in shirts. I mean, this is a podcast, yeah. so <laughs> everyone's gonna hear it and they're gonna be like, oh Jason yep. tucks in his oh, shirt. Oh. They're gonna know now. <laughs> yeah. God. Dude. Well, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. I got a better defense for that. What he should have said is I was tucking my dick between my butt cheeks so it wouldn't get out and go into anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was just tucking it in my dick in, it extra far away. It's like he's Buffalo Bill envy, right? <laughs> he was trying to be like extra cautious. He was like, you know, I don't want anyone to didn't, no, don't want any chance of anyone seeing my dick. And he goes running out of the room, and his dick is looking back at you as he as he heads out. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the goat! <laughs> uh, dude, I swear to God, I would never trust a motherfucking name Rudolph. Never. <laughs> what? what? His name's Rudolph. Who? Rudolph Giuliani. Oh, that's yeah. what Rudy is short yeah, for. Yeah. Yeah. Rudolph. Rudolph sounds like a Nazi name. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 it Wait, yeah, definitely didn't Rudolph write Mein Kampf? No, I thought Hitler wrote that. <laughs> no, somebody, Hitler said it, but a dude named Rudolph wrote it. He had a ghostwriter? He had a ghostwriter for my Yeah, no, he was in jail. <laughs> maybe it's No, these, no, no, that's a real thing. He was in jail or something like that. I remember. Maybe it's these people. I keep getting ads. Write your next book for $600. Get a ghostwriter. It's not that expensive. We could we could have someone write the Jason's autobiography. Oh, there man, we could make yeah. so much shit up. Yeah. They <laughs> yeah. don't know. Yeah, so. but you better not put that I was tucking my shirt in in there. No, you. I'm going <laughs> to put that you wrote my call. I don't put that. Jesus. <laughs> We're already doing a split with the black Russians. We're going to get some sort of fucking oh, hell on yeah. us already. This might be a far right wing rant, but like how stupid is that? You know, for four years, there was like they was like Trump worked with Russia. Russia's evil. So Trump is evil. He colluded. And then we posted a joke flyer that was anti-black Russians, but we weren't specific. And people were like, is this anti-communism? Are you spreading far-right propaganda? And we was like, are you fucking serious? We're like, we're doing a record about the Cold War. <laughs> I saw I saw some of that, uh, the backlash Dude, it was from so that. stupid. I went on hot. I was ready to fight, but by the time I got there, it had already been We had solved. already extinguished it. I made everybody realize how dumb they were. Yeah, it's like <laughs> political. You think guys Dude. in hockey masks are writing political records? I hashtagged it propaganda. <laughs> well, that's your problem. And here's the thing. And here's the thing. Let me say what really happened. And let's be honest. Fucking uh, Michael Graves fucked it up for everybody. Let's be honest. Five finger death punch fucked it up for everybody. This I'll was th- before five finger. Well, death I, punch. what I mean is, what I mean is, you can't be a fucking humorous band now because everybody wants to turn their fucking horror band or their whatever band into some some goddamn political thing. I'm sorry. I think the world's tired of politics right now. And you know what? Yeah. Let's fucking write a song about jacking off and the Cold War and be done with it. That's how I feel. That's how I feel, 3D. Is that what we did? Pretty much. All right. All right. I don't know. Write songs about jacking off on the Cold yeah, it War? It could be. It could be. 
or during mm. the Cold War. Yeah, man, it's it's like yeah, you man. pay you end up paying well, the price really. for what uh, other people did, and it's like, come on, to get get your sensitive, get your fee-fees and turn them down. Let's not be so sensitive. We're writing a Cold War record. What's a fifi? Your feelings. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That brings me to another topic that I was going to talk to you guys about. So speaking of Joe Queer, I know like, like you know, in the past few years, Joe Queer and Ben Weasel have kind of come out against political, the crazy political correctness that's going on. Oh, yeah. You know, cancel yeah. culture and all that shit. Yeah. When I was listening, when I first started listening to Blood in the Streets, uh, when I saw Scene Police. Yeah. Love that song. Just seeing the title, I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking good because I can't stand that shit. You know, I think cancel culture is modern day book burning. And I definitely was not disappointed <laughs> when I heard that song. Yeah. You know, and I, I listen to it a lot now. So, I mean, just with the nature of you guys being slashers and, you know, I'm sure you guys get a lot of shit from time uh, to time. You know, we, I would fair? say it's, it's interesting in the Jason's like, I think we get uh, we get a little bit, but honestly, we get less than you might think. And I, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that for someone to take what the Jasons say 100 percent serious is a big stretch because it's the equivalent of you see that movie Dogma and there's a walking poop monster and people get offended. And it's like, how how can you be so offended by somebody who's, you know, to break fucking kayfabe for a second talking in a fake accent wearing a fucking fake mask carrying their mother's severed head around so we don't get as much but we do like preemptive strikes and yeah scene police is 100 about uh i don't like you know i'm a metalhead 3d obviously listens to george Strait over here and uh so there are people <laughs> that you know would say you have to be a certain way in punk rock. You can't, you know, we're a gimmick band, so we don't belong in the Ramones core scene. We don't rip off Danzig, so we don't belong in the horror punk scene. So that was a little bit to those people. And it was also that song was targeted, yeah, at people who look for reasons to be offended by a band like the Jasons. And um, But I would say, you know, like for all the dummies out there, like, and they're like the people that get super offended by stuff that we say, I would say like 99% of people are in on the joke, which makes it all the more fun when one dummy doesn't understand it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean, we, we like to strike out at that stuff. I mean, it's becoming increasingly hard to be satirical in today's political environment. And I mean, we live in a, in something that is essentially, a caricature of itself, you know, I mean, um, so we've, we, I would say we've adapted a little bit in terms of like, you know, look, look back to when get fucked came out. Uh, we, that was pre, uh, Donald Trump being in the office. And at that time he was this, you know, crazy person that nobody thought would, would make it as our president. He was the guy that everybody was laughing out. The Republicans hated him. The Democrats hated him. So, we put we spoofed that in our video, you know, and then the political environment changes and it's like, man, I don't you know, I don't even know where we go from this because all the shit that we never really saw coming or thought would happen has happened. So I don't know, I'd say like we're still striking out at uh, at the, the cancel culture uh, so to speak, but you really do have to be careful in these days because we don't we never had a desire to be a political band or speak on that stuff. And uh, 
But what people want to do is they want to label you as that. But it's funny because people will come up to me in 3D and be like, yo, man, that shit you said, you know, that shit you said about anti Donald Trump is funny. And then the next person will be like, yo, that shit you said about the anti anti Donald Trump is funny. And we're just like, all right, man, like we just wanted to write about fucking fuck everybody and let's jack off. And you were putting so right. much more meaning and that's fine. It's fine. You right. know, but well, that's, you know, that's in a way that says a good thing where it's, you know, uh, the people who enjoy our stuff can find themselves in it rather than just hearing what we have to say. I think it would you know be, what I mean, right. yeah. like it's not us. We're not shoving anything down anybody's throats. You know, we're just having a good time. And then people can take that for what it is, you know, like, and that's more, that makes it more of an art than anything rather than a message. Well, and also, uh, yeah. And also, you know, like with scene police 3d, like we are singing about how, how big of assholes the scene police are. Right. But we are also dressing like the scene police. So it's good. To, <laughs> it's good to throw that out there so that it confounds anybody. Like if someone's like, I don't think I like their message, but they're giving me two messages at once and my wiener got all weird. I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's always our intent is to have the person not yeah. know, like to have someone be like, I'm going to, I'm going to come out at the Jason's and speak out against their message, but then be like, but I don't know what their message is. And, uh, so we intentionally contradict yeah. a lot of things. Well, and we've had that happen. We've had people try to boycott our shows and stuff like that. And people literally just laughed at them. Yeah. And they're like, you just don't fucking get it. It's weird. You, <laughs> you will should. have people boycotting for two different, completely opposite reasons. And I, it's like, for us, that's where we get our pleasure. You know, it's like being a bad guy wrestler and getting the crowd to boo you. Uh, Right. You know, so it's fun, but it is increasingly, you know, you walk in the razor's edge now, you know, you walk in the razor's edge mm-hmm. now, but, uh, somebody has got to do it 3d, right? Yeah. I got to pee. Go pee, man. Yeah. You know, like what's that, uh, it's a kind of a famous quote that Bob Dylan said now. Um, I know it's <laughs> Dylan, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like people used to ask him like what his songs meant or certain lines or like, Hey, what were you meaning when you said this? And he would just tell him like, Hey man, I just write them. It's up to you to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, no, uh, somebody was just telling me about that. Like a lot of people got real pissed off at him because they asked, they asked for his political opinion about something. And he was like, I don't give a shit about that stuff. And they're like, but you're Bob Dylan. And he was like, I'm not doing that. That's not up to me. It's up to you. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of people get in trouble. Like ice cube came out like that. The fact that he even like just, would work yeah, Trump and he's working. In the yeah, and he's working bit. to make race relations better. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, he, Trump's in power. Yeah. Like, he he's trying. You know what I mean? Like, like fucking yeah. relax. I, you know, when it comes to stuff like that too, I think like we definitely politically like not non-opinionated, but we're incredibly opinionated with things with regards to like. I call it scene politics. Like, yeah, we have a big axe to grind against a lot of shit. Like we always talk about fucking people who ex- uh, exploit bands like pay to play venues, promoters mm. that don't do their yeah. job, record labels that don't that that don't actually do shit. People that don't promote people that ask you to sell ticket 50 tickets to play with somebody. So we have an axe to grind, but it's not a political axe to grind because for us, like we want to 
at least even if we can't change it, we at least want to shine a spotlight on the shitty things that happen in punk rock. You know, crowdfunding. We're against it. You know, so we have strong opinions, but they're really in the realm of like what we do. And I, I, I like to at least think that by calling that shit out, like on the song asshole, maybe you can change things a little bit. I can't fucking stand promoters who fucking don't promote and then expect to put money in their own pockets walking away from the show. Yeah. God damn, I can't stand can't stand Yeah, I, I hate you know, there's a uh there's a local venue uh here that we play for a lot. It's called One Through Three Pleasant Street. Great, Great venue, venue and we're we've got a relationship with them now where we don't have to like they're not trying to get us to sell tickets. It's like we mutually understand and I I'm hoping they survive the COVID, but there's also in Pittsburgh where plenty of venues that would be like, hey, we got Screeching Weasel coming in, sell 100 tickets and you can play. And it's like, you know what, Sia fucking Nora, and let me give you the yeah. middle finger while you go down like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger in T2 because you're, in, you're exploiting fans like us. Because, dude, 3D. We fell for it once. Yeah, we, we did one time in our career. We paid to play with Richie Ramone. And I'll tell you what, if they had said sell 100 tickets, play with Ben Weasel, I would have bought all 100 and said, guess what, boys? We got our own VIP package where we get to play. But that's bullshit <laughs> because, you know, if, if in my opinion, if you're booking somebody that people give a shit about, you don't need opening bands to sell tickets. So, Well, I, right. I believe, like, because I do a lot of booking, too, and I just, I believe in booking a good show. Yeah, book a you good show. You know what I mean? Like, if I like the band, I'll book them. Or, like, if I'm booking us and I'm in charge of what bands play, you know, I'm not just hitting up every Tom, Dick, and Harry because they know how to play guitar, and I don't give a fuck if you're my cousin and your band sucks and you want to play with us. Your cousin's band sucks, There's, by It's the way. fucking bad. And so, like, <laughs> you know, you tell them to fuck off. Like, you don't tell them to fuck off, but, like, you know, you just don't book them. And, you know, it's awkward sometimes because we've had a lot of bands that, you know, and we've we've reached down, you know, and patted some people on the heads because, you know, we're rock stars. Well, no, and that's and because someone like Joe Queer reaches down and pats us on the yeah. head. And that is, without a doubt, that's the, the chain of command. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there's, there's definitely been some bands that reached out to us, and I just had to say no. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, like, I, I don't mind giving, you know, people a chance. And, like, I'm not even trying to sit here and be like, oh, we're so fucking big, you know, we have this fucking power. No. But it's just, like, I like playing with good bands. You know, I want the show that we're playing to be a mm-hmm. show that I would go to. Yeah. 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 And, dude, you know, uh, I, like I said, I'm a metalhead. 3D's a metalhead. I always think about uh, the story of Anthrax. I'm a, Anthrax is my favorite thrash metal band, and... I always hear about how they kept going to Metal Blade Records and being like, hey, we're friends with you. Will you put our record out? And he was like, no, nah, man, it's not good enough yet. Go work on something else. And then they bring a demo. No, nah, it's not good enough yet. Go work on something else. And finally, they did, I think, what was it? Fucking Metal Force. I forget what it was. Aftershock. And he was like, all right, I'll put you on the comp. But it wasn't like these kids are my friends. I'm going to just put them on the thing. No, he made Anthrax prove themselves, and it made Anthrax yeah. better. They're a great band. Yeah. Are you a uh, Belladonna guy or John Bush? I love Belladonna, guy? and I hope John Bush fucking rots in hell. He's still alive. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I know it's not John Bush's fault, but I blame him for ruining Anthrax and turning them into a grunge band. And but Joe, it was Scott Ian. I know. I know that. I know that. I know it's weird because I know, but it's still John Bush's fault in my eyes. Oh. Dude, how fucking crazy is that that Anthrax 
and Motley Crue both released a grunge record, and both of the lead guitarists who wrote the records think that that's their best work ever. Like these ba- these bands that have released like golden albums that are like loved by millions for how metal they are, they think that their grunge record is the best thing they've done. Like that's so fucking odd to me. Yeah. Wh- which Anthrax record would you consider to be the grunge record? Oh, dude, play? without that's a doubt, like, uh, Sound of White Noise. Yeah. Sound of White Noise. I was crushed, man. I was a little thrasher, and I loved I loved Anthrax <laughs> so much. He took his bullet belt off that day. I did. I took my bullet belt off that day, <laughs> and I I never ever put it back on until Joey came back. Yeah. And you didn't even cry when someone scuffed your Nikes. No, I was done. I was done. I remember thinking, like, that you hear the first thing you fucking hear, everything is perfect, says John Bush. No, it isn't. Everything is grunge. Fuck off. Oh, I'll never forget it. <laughs> Yo, do you like Sound of White Noise? Do you, are you a fan? I know a lot. Dude, our guitar player loves it. So, I mean, I know that people are. Maybe it's a guitar player thing. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of actually both uh, Belladonna and John Bush. Um I think John Bush, his like style of singing is like more like, you know, it, I don't know. It, 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 it speaks to me more than Belladonna's does. Um, but out of all the John Bush anthrax stuff, sound of white noise is my least. Yeah. Favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And that Wait, was John Bush was on more than one anthrax record. He ruined the bond. Yeah. See, he was on, he sang on four. Really? I, I kept trying, Matt. I kept trying yeah. to get into John Bush. And there's a one moment, man. I picked up this record called We Come For You All. And there's a song on there called Cadillac Rock Box. <laughs> uh, Dimebag plays the lead on Dude, that Dude, as song, soon as that song started playing, I was like, I will never buy another. Didn't Dimebag <laughs> name that song? I believe he did, yeah. 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 Uh, and you know I, I'm I'm one of those dudes too, man. When Anthrax, even with with Belladonna, when they put out a new record, I go in wanting them to make a record that sounds like a Gamma Bomb record. I want a thrash record. I know they're never going to do another thrash record, but man, I just uh, I wish they would. I them and Testament too. You know, Testament's not a thrash band anymore, really. You know, they're just a metal band. And you don't like Pantera? I don't like Pantera. No, I'm not. I'm a fan of Pantera. Um, I didn't grow up with Pantera because I thought they were hillbillies and I, I, I'm very, very judgmental with image. And, uh, as a younger person, when I was younger, I was like, that guy, that guy looks like a hillbilly. I don't want to, I don't want to listen to it. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. Yeah, probably. You know, I saw, I saw Dimebag <laughs> with and I saw Phil Insomno doing the Elvis lip and I was like, he's going tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really gravitates toward redneck and shit. And then, uh, <laughs> imagine that video for revolution is my name where they're putting on kiss makeup on oh. in the video. So I was like, okay, they're yeah. cool. They like kiss. Got some good songs. Yeah. Now I'm no diehard. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I am. You know, you could name a Pantera album. You could name a Pantera song that wasn't one of the hits and I probably wouldn't know it. Yeah. Uh, but I always enjoyed what I have heard. Hey, hey, uh, Gene did give Don's family a kiss casket for him to be buried. That is that true. Pretty cool. That is that pretty cool. That is cool. There's a, there's a really cool interview where, uh, what was a guitar magazine where uh, Dimebag got to interview Ace? Oh wow! And, yeah, he was fucking stoked about it. He told a he told an awful story. He finally got to see Kiss live. He was stoked as fuck. You know, they're like as close as they can get, and Gene's about to blow fire, and the bitch behind him puts his her fucking cigarette out in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> and so he missed Gene fucking blowing fire. Wow! Oh, no, it's crazy. <laughs>
I love that we're talking about heavy metal. This makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> we got to be careful, though. V will start bringing up, like, independent underground metal from third world countries. I do like a lot of that stuff. Can I give a shout out to Mortuary Drape, my favorite metal band? There, I just did it. Okay, we can. Mortuary you know, one, one of the weirdest experiences ever is we was in Wilmington, Delaware, or some shit like that. We're now V hasn't talked to anyone in this entire venue. He stood by the merch, minding his own business and watching the other bands. This guy walks up to him and goes, "Hey, you like black metal? Yeah. I have, I have." 300 underground black metal cassettes I could send you. And yep. it's like, why did you even think of that? At this <laughs> that's, because, that's because the fucking darkness pulled us together, man. Do you guys have like a hand motion? Or something? I <laughs> fucked myself over though. And I'll tell you why. Cause I said, fuck yeah, man, I love black metal. I said, I also like thrash metal, but what I really wanted was some of that underground, like French black metal. He was telling me about, well, he sent me a bunch of cool thrash metal cassettes but i have a bunch of them and i was like damn i should have just been like i only like black metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, oh. was he wearing makeup he was uh he's a lawyer yeah and uh <laughs> shocking yeah i mean he looked like a lawyer and everything man i i need to send that guy some stuff he, he de- stuff. that guy definitely drinks bud light yeah, he drinks Bud Light and he hells Satan at the same time, though. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, so it being we'll get back on the Halloween thing real quick. So do you guys have any Halloween plans or is that just like another day for you guys? We ain't um, got shit. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of, uh, you know, like I would say for us, like being a band that dresses up and like some of the other stuff we're involved in, we're almost a little Halloweened out. Yeah. Uh that was a realization I had a few years ago, man. Like my whole life growing up and everything, like I was always one of those kids, like I can't wait for Halloween. I fucking love Halloween, blah, 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 blah. And then one year we didn't have a show booked on Halloween. And I realized I really suck at Halloween. <laughs> like I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know what I'm going to wear. Am I still old enough to trick or treat? Sure. Like, you know, like it was, it was a real mind opener. I, I think, uh, and I'm mad. I'm sure you, you know, too, being in uh, a band that is definitely, you know, uh, theatrical and, you know, grouped in with a lot of the horror punk. Although I, I never saw you. I'm glad you guys had a different sort of approach because I never saw you as being straightforward horror punk either. But like, no, we're not. It becomes this thing where you're forced, like, you kind of feel like you live it 24 7. So the magic of being like, I'm going to wear a mask or wear makeup and, you know, it's just you, we do it so much um, that it, it becomes like that's your every day, you know. Well, and then like so, you know, you you get up there and you put on the masks and the makeup. Oh, no. But whenever you go home and you take it off, you're still wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. That was a, somebody somebody in horror punk quoted that to us one time. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to pile on. I don't want to pile on that that individual, but yeah, there was a, a, a bigger name in horror punk one time, and he said that, and it, it was like way too deep. I was like, yeah, but I just want to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, like, literally a year later, that person put the makeup back on. Yeah, well, that's because uh, when you know where your bread and butter's at, you're gonna go back there eventually. <laughs> yeah, when you start running out of money, man, things change. Yeah, that's true. You kickstart a $9,000 acoustic album. Yeah, oh my God. Don't get me started <laughs> on you fucking people, man. 
I don't. I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, well, just just uh, spin the fucking bottle and choose anybody no, I, in the quote unquote upper echelon of horror punk, and how many kickstarters have they had? I All know, of them. I yeah. know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if if we're gonna play three songs from them, uh, we should probably get on to the second one right now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Well, yeah. Do you, do you have one you want yeah. To yeah. Uh, I think, and and we'll get one of you guys to talk about it too. But I, uh, the next song I think we should play is uh, Cam One. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if one of you guys want to talk about, uh, you know, how that song came to be. You go ahead. I talked about uh, Dead Fuck. All right. Uh, So Cam 1, you know, if you watch Jason X, the movie, there's a robot called Cam 14, 13 or something like that. Cam 14, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, V didn't know that whenever he wrote the name of the song. So he because Cam 14 doesn't rhyme, you know. So he put Cam (laughs) 1. And then also he doesn't run. The, uh, the backstory is that dude fucked 12 robots to death yeah. until he got the KM-13. And so the very first song is about KM-1, the OG. And like he's singing a song about, you know, her nipples and like wanting to fuck robots. And then uh, while we were in the studio recording it, we realized it was very similar to a Screeching Weasel song called 99. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just ninety nine backwards. Yeah, right. And so we we kind of add that little goof there at the end to make it funny. And uh, fun fact for a lot of people listening, the bridge part where he's like, he didn't know I this the bridge part. I, I don't know what goes <laughs> here. That was actually him saying he didn't know what goes there. That was he was just scatting to get the lyrics that done. That was a placeholder. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> uh, our producer played it for us, and we all laughed so hard that it had to stay. Yeah, and you know, uh, so I had, I called out Ben Weasel in uh, in uh, asshole. You know, I support right. Ben yeah. Weasel. Well, he never responded. So what happens when your mom calls you and you don't respond? She uses your full name. So that's why I said Ben Foster. To say, like, listen, motherfucker, okay. I mean it. Like, you need yeah. to come down to dinner with the Jasons. He still has not responded, but... Uh, On the next album, he's going to use his middle name. Benjamin uh, Benjamin Thurston Weaselman Foster. Well, <laughs> he's probably out smoking a cigar somewhere. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you, I definitely... That robot in Jason X is so sexy. I love that robot so much. Yeah, I'm one. 
What's your guys' favorite horror movies? Favorite horror movies? Well, I mean, Friday the 13th. I mean, besides your own. Oh, God. You know what? Honestly, that's that's so low on the list for the two of us. I guarantee you. (laughs) Well, kind of. It really all depends. So, like, uh, we've answered this question a few times, and we kind of both answer it differently every time. Yeah. Uh, V pointed out, so, like, uh, I'm a huge Alien and Predator fan. Like, I, you know, I have a ton of the action figures. I've seen the movies so many times. I got posters and everything. But, like, in my head, as much as I love them, like, The Predator is an action film for the first hour and a half. Yeah. You know, and then there's 20 minutes of Alien. And then, like, Alien, you know, the first one, you know, it's just kind of more of like a thriller. Like, but it's like, you know, it's like it's like a psycho, but with Alien instead of a cross-dresser. I always thought it was like a and space slasher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. space slasher. Uh, but so those, like, those are some of my favorite movies ever. But, like, if I'm, if I'm going strictly horror, man, uh, one of my favorite movies, like, horror-wise, will always be the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, it's just such a great fucking movie. And, like, I believed it. I believed it was real. <laughs> you know, I thought people died. You know, and uh, and then I, I like some of the, you know, the smuttier later stuff. Like uh, he introduced me to a movie called Dear God No. And this, it's kind of a horror movie. It's, it's more an of an exploitation, exploitation film. Yeah. But, uh, but it has Bigfoot Monster in it. Nice. And uh, that's one of my favorite movies ever. And then, uh, man, there's just so many fucking movies, man. Like. I love Hatchet. Like Hatchet's a great fucking horror movie. Hatchet is a good. That's a very underrated horror flick. It, sure, yeah. it really is. Um, it is. Fuck, and then other horror movies, man. I like some of the cheesier stuff. Uh, like I watched uh, the original Toolbox Murders not too long ago, and I fell in love with it. I thought it was great. V was like, man, that movie's real slow and kind of dumb. But then, like, I don't know, man. It just, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. I prefer the Toby Hooper remake. Uh, my favorite. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I credit that movie with bringing back legitimate slasher movies post-Scream. Because yeah. Scream kind of fucked up the slasher genre, and that movie brought them back. The funny thing, recently, somebody got on Facebook and was on a horror movie, High Horse. And they was like, Sherry Moon Zombie is one of the best female horror actresses ever her performance in toolbox murders was phenomenal what exactly she's the first person to die and she sits on a 
fucking couch. Barely oh. in the fucking movie. <laughs> Barely in the fucking movie, and yeah. this person was using that as her fucking defense for being fucking jammed in the asshole of every Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, man, give give Angela Bettis credit. She's a good uh, actress, and she made a lazy eye look good. So there you go on yeah. that one. <laughs> there you go. Lazy eye and Daniel Harris's eyebrow. Oh on the my movie. god. <laughs> Yo, so if I'm gonna choose real quick, just to throw mine in there. Favorite top two movies, Zombie 2 by Lucio Fulci and The Burning. But I'm on a kick lately with Jeff Lieberman films. I can't get enough, man. Uh, fucking uh, Squirm. Just uh, Oh, you watched Squirm recently? Squirm, Just Before Dawn, Blue Sunshine, Satan's Little Helper. That guy is a master. Yeah. He's Dude. a master filmmaker. Satan's I... Little Helper and Squirm are really good. Dude, I rented Satan Little's Helper, like, even before I was a diehard horror fan, just when I was more, like, getting into it and I liked scary movies and all that. I remember renting that because that mask on the cover. Yeah. That was one – that might have been one of the first, like, B movies that I ever, like, sat down and watched all the way through. And, like, I remember, like, I was kind of young and I was watching it and I was like, man, this movie is really poorly made. Like, this is, like, really (laughs) shitty. But then, like, the more I watched it, I was like, this movie's fucking awesome. And the more you watch it, the more the really, like, insightful social commentary comes out of that film. And all of his films, man, he's a, he's a brilliant dude. Um, if you want, like, mongoloid inbred slasher movie, too, there's no better movie than Just Before Dawn, man. <laughs> I actually, I don't think I've seen that, so I'm going to have to check that out now. Yeah, I haven't either. It's like if you took Deliverance, um, but... Like, like I had always, before I saw Deliverance, I had something else built up in my head that it was going to be more of a horror film, you know? And uh, this is like if Deliverance were a horror film uh, and it has that same feel, that same vibe, but it's a slasher through and through. And it's just like everything Jeff Lieberman does, man, it's like he'll play in a stereotypical cinematic box – but it's always unique, and uh, I just I, – especially this recently, this Halloween, yeah. man, I just can't get enough of his stuff. And he also did Stay Tuned with John Ritter, that weird-ass ah, That movie. is a fucking <laughs> weird movie. <laughs> yeah. Man, and so you mentioned you know, Zombie 2. That's kind of like a foreign horror movie. When I think of like foreign, man, I like a lot of the French horror movies. Yeah. And like, man, I remember the first time I watched Inside, I yeah. was like, what the fuck? Yeah, inside them martyrs. Those and we just we we just watched uh, incident Front- in a ghost land and the uh, frontiers. Yeah. Oh Front- man. Yeah. Those those French directors. There was a time, man, when they were king of the fucking yeah, world. They yeah. they were fucking doing it, man. Oh, it's, yeah. I mean, speaking of French directors, did you ever see High Tension? Oh yeah, that's man, a, that's a good one. I love. I hate that fucking ending so much. Yeah, <laughs> oh, dude, like it's that. so fucking stupid. Like. I felt like they had this great movie and they needed to end it. So they were, they M night Shyamalan it and fucking <laughs> added a stupid fucking ending. And it was just like, it was a great movie up to that point. Dude, the movie starts with a fucking dude face fucking a severed head. I was yeah. just going to say like the opening of that movie is like the greatest horror movie opening ever. Yo, didn't you watch that movie in the theater with your mom? Yeah. Yeah. I watched it with mom and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I did. And when uh, she's masturbating, because you know she's in love with the other girl, she's masturbating. That scene's playing in the theater, and my mom just looked over at me and grinned and chuckled. And I went, "I just want to go out. I just want to not be in this theater right now." <laughs> Nothing's worse than a sex scene on the TV with your parents in the room. What if it is your parents on the TV? Imagine that. 
you know, there's people out there who have that reality. But I'll tell you what, though, next time it happens, I'll be like, I was just tucking in my shirt, Mom, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> bring it back. Yeah. I have a friend who in high school, he found a cassette, and it was his parents having sex with the neighbor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah, like that's that, how he found out his parents were swingers. Well, dude, and how confusing is that? It's like, what if you wanted to see that neighbor's tits, dude? Like, can you jerk off to it since your mom's naked in there too? Yes. Tough call. Uh, you gotta be desperate, <laughs> so, I'd say. Do you, you like know? do you like cover one eye? Like you're only you're only looking at one side of the screen. Let's be honest. When you're like 13, a titty's a titty, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really true. Yeah. Yo, did you guys, were you guys ever so desperate enough in high school that you had to draw a titty? <laughs> Somebody brought that up once, and there's so many people that have drawn titties. I drew a titty once. I needed it. Really? I, I would write explicit shit. Like, oh! Ooh. Yeah, I would write shit. Like, you'd, sit, you'd sit there and write that you were a dirty boy? Yeah, yeah. My parents had this one uh, friend that was, like, super smoking hot. She was, like, like I'm, at the time, she was in her 40s, and like I was, like, a teenager. Cougar. Yeah, and I would, yeah, totally. I want to write. I would write shit and make sure my wife's not behind. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I would make up these fucking stories, right? And then I would just like throw a beat to that shit. Yeah, throw a beat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is the best way to put it. Wow, <laughs> you sexted yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, wait, what's that called? Where the fan they write the fan stuff, fan fiction. Yeah, fan yeah. fiction. Yeah. Erotic fan fiction to yourself. Hell yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> awesome, man. I and that that really do, it is true. Like when you're that age, the power your mind power is so much stronger than when you're an adult. Because like you could like you can look at a bra and and imagine the rest of the woman in it and then yeah. out of it. Where the you get older. And you spend like twenty four hours scrolling on Pornhub. You're like, no, this will never do. No, nope, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, I remember going shopping as a kid. Yeah, you know, mom would drag us to these like women's only clothes. You know, you'd get to that yeah. the bra section, and there's women in their underwear on the wall. Yeah, like yep. real big pictures of women nearly naked. Yep. And so, like, you know, I was, you know, you'd do your best not to stare, but you'd be like, you'd be remembering that for later, you know? Oh, hell yeah. 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 Throw it in the beat box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. You're like the Terminator X of masturbation, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's Sperminator X. There we go. We're going to use that, man. I love hell it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, which Friday the 13th movie has your favorite boobs? Oh, there's no question. It's it's one of the newer ones for me. Oh, wow. Oh, oh dude, the, you can't count the 2009 remake, man, because they purposely booked the best tits. She's the, she had perfect, perfect Yo, tits. You never, you never say <laughs> stupendous. And yeah. Oh, no, not even her. I'm telling you what, that girl who had stupendous nipple placement? Yeah. yeah. I think the girl in the beginning of the film. Oh no, man! Yo, I love fake titties, but those were bad. No, those were good. I'll take no. them. <laughs> no, man, that was like a ball you give your one-year-old child cut in half and it's fucking slapped on a chest. Well, I, maybe I have those some the, unresolved those, childhood issues. Those 3D. were the hardest fake titties I had ever seen. I like them, and I'll tell you who else has good good titties is Kristen Baker. I think she's from Part Two. You know she's wearing the little tiny oh, Mickey yeah, Mouse shirt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that was. I was gonna say that was. That's Her nipples were sure. hard through like the whole movie, right? Yes, and it was hot out there too. Yeah. You know, 
That means she just got some crunchy ones. Yep. Yep. So is that that's your favorite? Is Kristen Baker too? Yeah. Yeah, for part two, for sure. Oh, I'm all about sure. part five, man. Voorhees, yeah. Yep. Was it Debbie Voorhees or whatever her name is? Uh, I don't remember. Her, that's her real name, not the name in the movie. Yeah. Her name in the, funny enough, her name in the movie is Tina. Yeah. <laughs> what about so, you? What about you, Matt? What's your favorite pair in Friday? Well, I, the the newer one. Oh, yeah, so ben, yours yeah. is that girl. I, it's it's got to be, dude. Like Wait, I, the I can't. Stupendous ones. I can't the look. Yeah, the, the the stupendous ones. Yeah. Oh, yo! Fun fact. Okay. Okay. So I'm interested. Uh, 2009, Michael Bay produced the Friday the Thirteenth remake. Yeah. So Trevor, the main douchebag. Yeah. Yep. He is the bully in Transformers that makes fun of Shia LaBeouf. Same yep. character. Oh, really? Same yeah. character? Same character. Wow. Same actor and same character. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. So we could see a Jason Voorhees versus Optimus Prime. Oh, my God. Imagine <laughs> Jason Voorhees with his own Voltron outfit. It's like too many nerds in one place, man. <laughs> Speaking of boobs, though, uh, I think you guys did one of the greatest things in an album insert that i have ever seen in my entire life i was, I was looking at that today for, for the fucking vinyl version of get fucked yeah that was the best four hours i ever spent <laughs> dude when because i i had remembered when we were like you know torn or whatever one time i remember you guys had like mentioned something about it to me but i had totally forgotten about it <laughs> so when i bought the uh the which is again a great name for the uh the the colored vinyl, which is the titty cum pink. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, the rec- if nobody's ever seen it, the record itself is pink with white splatter. And then the, the, the artwork on the label in the middle of the record is a nipple. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> dude, was- that's, that's how that whole thing came together. So at V's old house, he had a bunch of porno posters on his wall and everyone who knows me knows that I have a titty obsession. And then so like he was joking about coming on tits and I like I don't even know like I was just looking at them posters and I was like we should make a poster of just a bunch of tits. And B was just kind of like yeah sure whatever like he didn't really give a fuck you know it was like you know let's just get something made. And so then I made it and I took the photos of us and warped us in there and then showed it to everybody. And we all just thought it was too funny to not use. And I, I, I'll be honest with you you know I like the thought of some kid sneaking and getting that record and like being like mom has no idea that i have a whole fold out full of titties because <laughs> yeah i used to brilliant. do stuff like that you know like when i was a kid i had there's like certain you know certain movies and certain records where it was like that's my own little special like yeah. i i yeah. got that one over on my parents yeah dude the first mm-hmm. porno i ever looked at I remember I was walking through. So uh, we had a house once where you kind of had to walk through the master bedroom to get to the living room kind of deal. Like an old like coal town house, like, you know, not the yeah. best kind of houses. Uh, but, you know, my, so my stepdad at the time was a pervert, you know. And uh, I looked <laughs> down and I, I saw what I thought was a mohawk. Uh-oh. I thought it was a, I thought it was a mohawk. And I pull out the magazine, and it was this chick's long pussy head. Yeah, it was a bush hawk. <laughs> yeah, it was, and like I don't know if she had just pissed or something, but it was like in the shape of a mohawk. And I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. And then I looked at it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is cool." I just remember like hiding my Guar records. I remember hiding. You jerked off the Guar? 
Well, not so much. I jerked off. Slime extra high. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> I mean, like you know, just having that little element of danger. And I guess we still think like thirteen-year-old kids because, like, we're like, yeah, man, like that'll be a good one to hide from your parents. You know, <laughs> like, but like something about that. Like, even I can't look at like the cover for a movie like Faces of Death without being like, I need to hide this from my mom. And like, I at this age, I don't need to, but I still want to. No, I like to fuck. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, what the fuck are you talking? Where were you going with that? I don't know. I, it just I came out, you know. My brain just shut the fuck down, man. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta scream it from the rooftops, you know. The species going. I like to fuck. <laughs> no, I like to fuck with people, with oh. like family, friends, and all that. Like I'm that guy that's like. Let's watch this movie. There's an anal scene in it, you know? Yeah. Like, stupid shit like that, you know? Like, I'll be like, yo, look at this poster. Or, you know, like, look at this album cover. Or, like, our friend Nadia White gave us plaster molds of her butthole, and I like to pull that out when I have company over. Yeah. <laughs> we got a uh, conversation piece. We did a little stream with the Huntingtons, and we love those guys, but I wanted them to feel that weird uncomfortableness. And I didn't even show them porno, but... There's a great Miley Cyrus record called Miley Cyrus and her Dead Pets, and it's weird and cool. It's awful. But the video is Miley Cyrus getting glitter unicorn cum all over her face over and over. <laughs> and it's like four minutes long, and we made him watch it, and it was great. Whatever you know, you, you know what's really fucked up? I, I, I kind of like some songs on that album. That's a great record. I'm not yeah. kidding. Yeah, it's a great record. What's the name of that song? Like Candy Sex of fucking it's uh, it's the one where she it's the, the one that we watched yeah it has um, a dumb name like they all have dumb names that's a weird record i think she was on a lot of drugs when she did that record do you think that was more than definitely the south park episode where paris hilton's pets kill themselves yeah i don't know i don't know i didn't even know about that i'll tell you what that song's called she you adopts guys go butters ahead. yeah I poor didn't... butters man poor butters well it's been an hour and a half so um I mean, we usually stop at like an hour. Yeah, we don't. Oh, we never stop talking. That's yeah, no, we'll talk for hey, No, that's totally cool. Man. What's your favorite superhero um, movie? Oh, Iron Man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Tony Stark. Like fan. the classic OG Iron Man. Yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah. one. It's yeah. a good one. I I have to say, like, I watched it before I knew it was a comic book and all that, and it's one that always stuck with me. Like, I'll still watch it from time to time. Is Blade, man? Yeah, Blade's cool. You know. That's a good one. It's a good one. I I think mine's going to be one that's not out yet. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I I was a big, like, Doctor Strange fan when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And the the first Doctor Strange movie, my only gripe about that movie is it wasn't long enough. It seemed like it was too short. I felt like it was long forever. Yeah. But now fucking Sam Raimi's doing the second one. Yeah, shit's going to get weird. So, like, I have a feeling that I'm just going to like that one. Didn't they just – they just got fucking – Toby Maguire and Garfield as Spider Man signed on for that movie. Wait, Toby Maguire. All three Spider Men. Yeah. All three Spider Men are going to be in that movie. Yeah, so I think they're bringing in the multiverse, man. Somebody's yep. doing something I mean, right over there. I mean, the movie's called The Multiverse of Madness. Right? Boom! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm over here waiting for the sequel to Judge Dredd because I don't care about anything else and I'm never going to get a sequel. And I'm never going to get a Lobo movie, man, no. so. No, I, I want dude George I want a Lobo movie too dude, I what want the fuck Lo- is DC doing yo so somebody we just did a podcast last night it was live aired so you know it's probably a month ago now uh, 
you know, we was talking about our love for Lobo and everything. And uh, we had talked about The Rock was originally lined up to play Lobo. And that was like the perfect casting. You know what I mean? And so then they lost him. And then they got Jason Momoa to play Aquaman. And there's your second best choice gone. And then like so a lot of people have been trying to, you know, fight for Danny Trejo. But I just don't think he's a good fit. He's too short. He's also too old. Yeah. But speaking of short old people, uh, somebody commented that they think Mickey Rourke would do okay. And you know what? I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that. I could see it. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing by not already having a Lobo movie. See, so he was just too controversial for the time, you know. Uh, and then they released Deadpool. And after Deadpool was a huge success, they talked about coming back out with the Lobo movie. And But you know what, man? Like, they tried to bring him onto that Krypton show, and that show was total hot garbage. And so, like, I think that I didn't even know it was a thing. Even more, and uh, I we're just we're never going to see a Lobo movie, man. And the day we do, it's going to be so watered down and PC'd up that it's just going to be stupid. Yeah. yeah. Well, DC can't get their shit together. I mean, like for real. Like, come yeah. on. Like, you can't you can't even put out like one serviceably good. Well, all right, all right. They've done like aside from Bat the Bat anything Batman. Dude, the the first two Batman were fucking phenomenal. Yeah, aside from Batman, like throw Batman to the side because Batman's just cool. They have two serviceable movies, Man of Steel and Wonder Woman. Yo, I like Joker, man. Joker was good. You didn't like Joker? Oh, really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that's that's true. It's um, kind of its own thing though. It's not really yeah. a superhero movie. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, but also like the Joker. Um, basically, Todd Phillips just what what was the movie? Was it Kings of New Jersey? King or, of Comedy. Um, King of Comedy. Thank you. He basically just took King of Comedy and turned it into fucking Joker. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, legit. Like they even said that that's what he did. Yeah, dude. Talk about a movie that had the most overrated and overhyped, controversial fucking media outbreak. Man, yeah. me and V and I went to see that movie in the theaters, oh, yeah. and whenever we walked into the theater, they had signs taped to the door that said, warning, Joker shows very uh, disturbing content related to mental illness. If you're squeamish or this or that, do not watch this movie. And it's like, holy fuck, there are way Seriously? worse. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They had fucking warning signs, like clear to the theater. Like, it was on the door, it was on the cash register, and it was on the walls leading to it. Like, they fucking tried, they oversold this thing so fucking hard. Like, it's a good movie, but it's also kind of boring. I don't think that was a studio thing, though. That was, there was, they were starting to turn it into a political thing, and the, the theater was trying to cover their asses, I think. Yeah. For real, though, how could it not be? Because, like, uh, can we get those signs in fucking real life? Which, yeah. <laughs> you know, like warning. I don't walk down the street like warning. You could get depressed and Wait, fucking kill yourself. Make us suicidal <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, like what the fuck? Like seriously? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that is something that could be kind of touched on more in high school. You know, because a lot of a lot of people don't develop those kind of things until after high school, and then you know, depending on where you're from, you're either taught that you know people with anxiety are pussies. Or you're taught that you need to be too sensitive to where you are kind of addicted to those people in the sense that you treat them like children. You know what I mean? So, like, they need to teach you how to write a check and they need to teach you how to handle mental illness. (laughs) Oh, seriously. Yeah, yeah, for fucking real. Yeah, that might be the the one, like, 
statement of substance that has ever came out of a Jason's interview right there. <laughs> Especially 3D. Yeah. yeah. Put yeah. that on the fucking check. Yeah. It won't do anything. He's, 3D's going to have to go say titties 20 times like Hail Mary's to take that thing out of his comedy <laughs> set. God damn. Cool, man. Well, I mean, I think I think we're good to go. I mean, that's it's been over an hour and a half, and I really appreciate you guys doing this. <laughs> yeah, man, we had a lot of fun. Really cool. Yeah, thank yeah. you for having us, man. It's great talking to you guys. Okay. Any opportunity for us to talk about ourselves for an extended period of time is always a delight. <laughs> yeah, well, th- this is a podcast, so it doesn't mean you can't come back on in the future either. Oh, well, we didn't say we wanted to. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. Uh, well, no, I'm telling you, you want to. <laughs> Are you trying to Stockholm syndrome us? Yeah. <laughs> you are having a great time. <laughs> awesome guys. Well, thank you very much and uh, you know, you guys have a good Halloween and all that shit and uh Likewise, man. Know. Yeah, man. Make sure you wear your dildos. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah. And here's to playing some fucking shows again together in the yeah. future. Oh yeah. We'll try to get you guys in DC. Um yeah, you know, whenever that can happen again. You guys yeah, need well, to get like a public permit so we can play in front of Abraham Lincoln. That'd yeah, awesome. well, I'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> Start putting your permits in now. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's take the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, my yeah. God, yeah. if that could happen. It'll be the worst thing to happen since the MAGA hat kid. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to know somebody. I'm going to awesome. work on it. We'll do it. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, guys. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Take care, brother. Thanks, guys. All right, take yeah. care, man. Yeah, See you guys. Later. All right, so thanks for hanging out with us again on this Halloween episode. Stick around to the very end. We're going to play another song from the Jasons. Uh, We're going to play Scene Police, which is a song that we talked about earlier on in the show. This episode was brought to you by Snubbed Coffee. Go to punkrockjoe.com. Get yourself some coffee, some gourmet coffee, some punk rock vinyl, some CDs, T-shirts, mugs, all sorts of stuff. So head over to punkrockjoe.com and get yourself caffeinated. Also brought to you by Earpiece. That's P-E-A-C-E. Go to Earpiece.com for some high-quality earplugs. They're very comfortable. Uh, It lets you hear the music the way the music is supposed to be heard. So head over to Earpiece.com and check them out. I'd like to say thank you to Gentois. Um, Head over to StupidRadMerch slash Gentois. That's J-E-N-T-R-O-I-S. Check out her site. Um, she's done artwork for no effects, uh, seven inch covers, lots of cool stuff. She has lots of artwork for sale, lots of mugs, other merch. Uh, so go check her out at stupid rad merch slash Gentois. All right. So once again, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Happy Halloween. This song is a, another song from the Jasons from their album, blood in the streets. Uh, we t- met, talked about it earlier. It's called scene police. So we will talk to you guys next week. Have a good Halloween. Stay safe. Here is Scene Police. <laughs>